0: Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's good to see y'all. Yeah. So uh, I really like the outdoors. Anybody here like the outdoors? Cool. Well, okay. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. There are two types of people. Everybody say two types. Say it a little better. Say two types. There are two types of people when it comes to the outdoors. There's people like me that are very chill. Like me, if you're like, hey, you can go on a five-mile hike, ten-mile hike. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds fun. But then there's people that have no chill whatsoever. They have all the gear. They have gear that no one ever, ever will need. I had a friend like this in in, uh, college. His name was Jordan Malera, and he was such... He was so extra when it came to all this stuff. I remember we went on a hike, and he was like, what kind of shoes do you have? And I was like, I got hiking boots. He's like, yeah, but are they for this terrain? Because this is different than the Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountains are this terrain. And I am like, shut up. They're hiking shoes. They're fine. He had this little GPS. I kid you not. It was like this GPS, and it would tell you. Ah, he so He'd be like, it has over 500,000 hikes programmed across the uh, North American continent. And I was like, okay. And he would literally like, put our GPS coordinates in and we'd start a hike. I'm not kidding. He would look at his phone, and he would be like, are y'all on the floor? Praise the Lord. Hey, give a hand clap. Hey, here's the reason. The reason we had one service is because they're going extra short today, so we didn't have time to do two service. This isn't going to be like a normal thing, but uh, praise the Lord for a youth group where we don't fit in the building. And keep clapping for all the leaders who are standing on the walls because they want you to have a seat. Okay, so back to my friend Jordan. He would literally put this GPS, right? And he would be like, all right, guys, uh, we got a switchback coming up. And I'd be like, what's a switchback? And it turned out a switchback was just a turn. So I was like, bro, you're literally looking at your GPS to tell us when to turn. Just look at the path and you can make the turn. But he did have one thing that I really liked. It was kind of like this. It was. Uh, does anybody know what this is? Nope. No, it's not just a backpack. It's a water bottle backpack. I don't know if that's the right name. This is Zach Walker's from when me and Zach were in the when me and Zach were in the army together. So he he had this thing I really did like. It was a water. It was a water backpack. And like, if you don't know, basically when you hike, you can. Ow! You all see that? You can bite this. I don't know if you can hear this. Oh, and there's water so it's like a oh, uh it's like a i forgot i didn't have the mic in front of me it's like a always water fountain so y'all gotta be careful they didn't the usher didn't tell you you're in the splash zone my bad bro my bad my bad my bad i don't even know that it was, i feel bad so so this is what happened one time we went on a hike we went on a hike, and I did the dumbest thing. I don't know if you hike, but I forgot my water bottle. So literally, I would just have to wait until, like, every campground station where I would drink as much water as I possibly could. And then I would just start back on the hike, and it'd be, you know, 10, 20 minutes. I'd just start limping. I'd start cramping. I'd be like, oh, when is the next station? i got to get another water fountain. Meanwhile, Jordan had this thing, and he would literally just be like, let's keep the pace, guys. Let's keep moving. And it was so annoying to me because he could have water now. Everybody say now. Now. And I always had to wait till later. And it made me so mad. he just sip, 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 sip. And I'd be like, oh, when's the next water? Jeffrey, keep up pace. GPS says we're going to be late. I'm like, oh, my gosh, shut up. He had water now. We're in a series called FYP, which you're young. You know that stands for? For You you, Page. Yes. And we're talking about how the gospel is for you. If you don't know, we've been uh, talking about Jesus and how he meets this woman at this well of water and her life is forever changed and last week i talked to you about the woman everybody say the woman but this week i want to talk to you about the water because jesus tells her hey i can give you living water here's how the story goes if you didn't know uh or you weren't here last week basically jesus is posted up at this well of water and the samaritan lady comes up and jesus is like lady give me a drink and she's confused because my water broke. Um, kind of gross. I feel like this water, does water mold? Because I feel like this water's moldy. No, it doesn't. That's true. That's true. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. So Jesus is sitting at this well and he's like, lady, give me a drink. And she's like, I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. Everybody say he was a Jew. And Jews and Samaritans didn't talk to each other. There was a lot of racism. So she's like, why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus is like, lady, if you know who I was, you'd be asking me for living water that always satisfies. And Jesus is talking about the fact that spiritually he could eternally satisfy her, uh, her soul. Like her heart would be forever okay and content in Jesus. But she thinks he literally has unending physical water. And that sounds pretty cool to her too. So she's like, hey, give me some of that water. And Jesus says, go get your husband. And she's like, I don't have a husband, I'm an independent woman. She didn't say that, she didn't say that, she just said, I don't have a husband, and then Jesus says this, it's super savage, he's like, I know you don't have a husband, you've had five husbands, and you're shacked up with some dude you're not even living with right now, and then the whole water well was like, oh, that didn't happen, but, but I told you last week, I told you last week how, how she changes the subject. She's like, oh, you must be a prophet. And so she asked them this religious question. But I'm going to be honest the first time I read the story, I kind of felt like Jesus was the one who changed the subject because she's like, sir, give me this water. And he's like, go get your husband. Like, I've never been in a restaurant and the waitress comes out at like Texas Roadhouse and I'm like, sir, would you like more water? And be like, go get your husband. I've never done that. It feels like he changed the subject. But when I started thinking about it, I realized Jesus did not change the subject because he was offering water that could satisfy her heart in a spiritual sense. And what he was doing is he was helping her see, hey, before you could have this water, this grace that I give you that can eternally make your heart filled up, I need you to see the way you're trying to fill up your heart right now. He was trying to get her to see Hey, you are doing this through relationship after relationship after relationship, trying to find something or someone to fill this hole in your heart that is made only for me. And it's funny because she was like me on that water, that that hike. She was just going, I'm going to get as much as I can from this whatever. For her, it was men from this man, and I'm gonna ride this wave until it's over, and then when that crashes and burns, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna find another water fountain, another relationship. I'm just gonna keep repeating the cycle. But we all do it in our own way. We all look for things that we continually draw on to make us feel okay on the inside, to make us feel happy. Like, what is it that drives your happiness? That drives your joy? I know my water fountain. But the point of the story, before I even get into what the water is, is that God wants your relationship with Him. To be your ultimate satisfaction. So stop looking for temporary solutions. Is that on the screen? Okay, so say this. God wants your relationship with him to be your ultimate satisfaction. So stop looking for temporary solutions. Okay, that's where we're starting. We all caught up on the story? So maybe you're sitting there. Because if I was your age, I'd be thinking this. I'd be thinking, Pastor G, how in the world does my relationship with God actually make a difference? Like, how is my relationship with God supposed to make me feel content, supposed to make me feel happy? How is that supposed to be like what ultimately satisfies? In other words, if there is living water, what is it? So today I want to talk to you about the water. What it it is and how you get it. Everybody say, what it is. is. How you get it. All right, this section say, "What what it is. How you get it. Keep that going. Is, All right, stop. We don't talk. but it, just, it was going to be fun. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is, real fast. Look what he tells the woman about the water, John 4, 13 through 14. Jesus replied, you read the underlined part, anybody who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give, Jesus says, will never. never. They'll never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring. Say that part again. Within them. That part's important. Within them, giving them eternal life. Now I'm going to make this plain and simple. What is the water? No. Who just said it? The water is the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. This can be hard to talk about, so you're going to have to stay with me. The water is the Holy Spirit. If you don't know, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. But as you keep reading the book of John, this becomes more clear. For instance, jump three chapters ahead. Look what Jesus says in John 7, 38 through 39. He says, anybody who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living will flow from his heart. Verse 39. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit Spirit who would be given to everybody believing in him. So what is the water? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. Now people get thrown off. I don't know how much you know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit that lived in Jesus, the spirit that enabled him to heal blind eyes, raise people from the dead, be moved with compassion, forgive people he shouldn't have been able to forgive. That's the spirit of God, and it's available to all of us. And a lot of people get thrown off because you can't see the Holy Spirit. But y'all know spirits exist. Spiritual stuff exists. And so how I explain it to people is like, it's like the wind. You can't see the wind, but how do you know it's real? You feel it, and you also see what it does to people. It messes people's hair up. You get all wind hair, all blown like a, like a model. So here's what I would say to you. The Holy Spirit, it's kind of the same way. How do you know the Holy Spirit's real? Well, first of all, you can feel the Holy Spirit's presence. Second of all, you can see what he does to people. Has anybody in here, you've been worshiping? I want like real answers. If you haven't, don't raise your hand. You're worshiping God and you just really feel the presence of God in the room. Anybody ever been? Okay, so a lot of y'all can track with me. In that moment, right, you feel it. Maybe you cry. Maybe in that moment you get strength to forgive somebody you haven't been able to. Regardless of all the stuff that's still going on in your life, while you're sitting there worshiping, whether it's family drama, whether it's a breakup, whatever whatever is true out there, in that moment you feel okay. Why? Because your soul felt the Holy Spirit, and it was like you just got a sip of water, and it was refreshing, and Jesus says, "Yeah, you can have that all the time. Like whatever's going on in your life, that water that you just—I feel okay about things, even though things aren't perfect. I feel content. That water is always available. So, the the second thing I need you to know is the Holy Spirit is the water that hydrates you every day. You ready? Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, the is the water that hydrates you, hydrates you every, day. every day. Now." This is where it's going to get fun. Stay with me. Because if that is really available to us, like, oh, my gosh, I could have a summer camp experience in my car on the way to school. Absolutely. I've had it. But how? How do we get the Holy Spirit? We talked about what is it, what it is. Now we're going to talk about how we get it. So let's talk about how do you get this water. It's very simple. Look at Acts 2.38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your and turn to, God. and be baptized in the name of for the forgiveness of your sins. Then, hey, It's not your turn yet. Then you, will receive. then you, will receive. not might receive, not maybe receive. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, when you believe in Jesus as your Savior, and I'm going to talk about that at the end of the sermon, you get the Holy Spirit. Let me read you one more. First Corinthians 12:13. How do you get the Holy Spirit? For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks slaves or free and we've all been made to drink see he uses it like water again into one spirit so this is what i'm going to this this is how i'm saying how do you get the water let me put it like this whenever you believe in Jesus as your savior you believe he came died on the cross for your sins you get the holy it's like the holy spirit okay becomes this water backpack, and he comes and he lives on the inside of your heart, and you always have the Holy Spirit with you. He, he literally makes you a new person. Now, I know what you're thinking. Pastor G, I've raised my hand. I've prayed the prayer. I've done all that, and I don't feel the Holy Spirit. Okay? One of two things is happening. Listen really close. Either one, everybody say one. one. You actually don't believe in Jesus as a, as a savior. You might think he was a good guy. You might think he existed. You might think he has some good teachings, but he's not really your savior. You don't believe he died your death. And if Jesus isn't your savior, you're not saved. So option one, you're not really saved and you don't have the Holy Spirit. And that's okay, we all start there. Or option two, and this is where I think a lot of us are. We have We, we believe in Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, but we don't know how to actually drink the water it just sits on our back. We don't really know how to access the water. So it's like we're saved, but we're not sipping. Okay? So, so say that. I'm saved, I'm saved. but I'm not, I'm not sipping. So now let me talk to you about how in the world, if you're telling me I could access water that hydrates my soul, if it's on my back, how do I actually sip it? Let me show you. Paul says in Ephesians five, eighteen. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Wow. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Y'all see that word filled? Everybody say filled. He says be filled with the Spirit. That word filled is literally confusing. But if you were to translate it literally, it would say be being filled. It's a constant moment by moment, repeatable action. So if I was saying like he is stuffing his face, what would that mean? He just going ham, just eating, 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 eating. And he's kind of saying that. He's saying, okay, you have got to learn to be filled and keep being filled and keep filling yourself, keep drinking from the Holy Spirit. And what I think happens is a lot of people have this water backpack on their, they got the Holy Spirit. They really believe in Jesus, but they don't know how to keep sipping. And so their life doesn't look any different from anybody else's. They're just as depressed. They're just as sad. They're just as angry. They're just as jealous. They're just as envious. And what you have is a lot of Christians who are saved, but you're dehydrated. You don't know how to access the Holy Spirit. So, so here's your question. Okay, all that said is be filled with the Holy Spirit. It didn't tell me how. It actually does. Let me read the next verse. It starts in verse 18. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Oh, that was your line. Sorry. Don't be with wine. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with wine. All right, bring it back. Bring it back. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, here's your part. Be with the Holy Spirit. How? Verse 19. Singing psalms and hymns. Psalms are prayers, by the way. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself. And making music to the Lord in your heart. I'm gonna read that again. How are you? How do you actually drink the water? You sing psalms. Everybody say sing psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs. Okay, let me just break this down for you because that might be confusing. He's saying, if you want to know how to actually access the Holy Spirit so you could feel God's presence wherever you're at. Psalms are prayers, and singing hymns is worship. So it's Prayer and worship. Do you pray and worship God with all you have when you're not at church? Because I do, and I experience God a lot. Not every time, but I experience God a lot at my house. Here's what you got to know. We access the Spirit, meaning we sip the water through prayer and worship. Everybody say that. We access the Spirit. spirit. Say it better. We access the Spirit spirit. through prayer and worship. worship. All right. I'm going to be real transparent, okay? I don't always do it, but I do know how to come to God when I'm just feeling, I know y'all feel stressed and anxious or maybe sometimes like you make a mistake that you promised God you'd never make that mistake again. Like God, I promise I'm never gonna do this again. And then you do and you're like, man, and, and you feel so ashamed, you feel far from God. God is the last thing on your mind and you're pretty sure you're the last thing on his. At that moment, what you gotta learn to do is hydrate yourself how by prayer and worship wherever you are there are times where i the pastor do things i ask forgiveness for all oh, of god i don't want to be that person and then i do it again and i think man i feel so far from god i don't even want to go pray cuz i'm sure god doesn't want to hear from me but you know what i have to do prayer and worship i literally you don't even have to be a good singer i'll sing and i want to be shy Y'all got to help me out, okay? When I point the mic, it's your turn. But I'll go into my prayer closet, and I'll say, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Wherever you're at, look, you feel bad? You don't want to pray? That's the devil trying to get you not to drink the water. You better learn to pray and worship. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Because you've got inside of those lungs, get up and praise the Lord. And you say, Heavenly Father, I know that I failed you again, but the truth is I'm going to approach you with confidence because my job isn't to be perfect. My job is to trust that you were perfection for me. So Jesus... I thank you. I thank you that I have access to your Holy Spirit through prayer and through worship. And God, I I genuinely am sorry that I messed up again, but I'm not going to let it stop me from praying to you and worshiping you because the truth is what I need right now is to be closer to you than I've ever been before. What I need right now is to drink the water of the Holy Spirit and know that because of your son, I'm eternally loved. I'm eternally accepted. I'm eternally forgiven. And in your eyes, there is nothing I could ever do. You stir yourself up in the spirit. If you don't know how to drink the water, you're never gonna live a life in God's power. You're gonna do it in your power and your life isn't gonna be all that cool. But if you live a life in God's power cause you're tapping into his spirit, you're gonna look at your life and be like, I did so much more than I could have ever done in myself. And the Bible says, it's not by your might or by your strength, but by the spirit of God. Do you know why he says, don't be drunk with wine. And then he parallels it by saying, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you're drunk with wine or, you know, like literally alcohol is called spirits. You ever like seen Specs over there across from Walgreens? Hopefully I ain't going in there. But it's called Wex. It's Specs, wine, and Spirits. Wex. Wex. Spex, Wine, and Spirits. It's because when you're under the influence of alcohol, listen to me. It took me a while to realize this. When you're under the influence of alcohol, it goes to your head. You think different. You talk a little different. You act different. And Paul said, yeah, 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 don't do that with alcohol. Do it with the Holy Spirit. Because when you really learn how to pray and worship when you don't feel like it, you access the Holy Spirit. And then you get under his influence. And you start to think different. You start to act different. You start to talk different. You start to be different. You start to function in his. So there are times, y'all. Listen. There are times, I don't care where you are, I want to shout a kid out by name, but I can't because I didn't ask permission. But there was a kid in this Bible study we have on Sunday, and he was like, man, these people in my class, they'll start making fun of me, and it gets me mad, and I want to fight them. But the truth is, what I do is, even at school, I go to God in prayer until I'm able to not fight them or able to not wish badly towards them. You know what that is? That's called accessing the Holy Spirit wherever you are to remind yourself that I am more than able, more than loved. More than anything, in the presence of God. And that is the only drink that will ever satisfy your soul. You've got to learn to access the Holy Spirit. So here's my third point, I guess. If you take notes. Number three, if you're saved by the Spirit, you still have to sit from the Spirit. If you're saved by the Spirit, you still have to sit from the Spirit. Jesus says in John four twenty three, but the hour is coming. Indeed, the hour is when? Now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. So here's what I'm saying. Whenever you get in the wrong headspace, teacher makes you mad, something. That's why TikTok, the time is now. Go to God, prayer and worship. Stir up the spirit. Get the drink that always satisfies. Get your heart in the right place. Get under the influence of his spirit. And change. Don't operate under the influence of anger or rejection or insecurity. Operate under the influence of his Holy Spirit that reminds you who you really are why you're really here, what you're really uh, capable of with him on the inside of you. The time is now. Don't wait to go to God till you get to church. Don't wait till you feel like it. Don't wait until it's the morning time. You can go wherever you are, access the Holy Spirit who Jesus gave so you could have and access wherever you are. So (laughs) I made a I made a pretty big statement earlier. I said uh, that maybe if you've never felt this, it's because you've never really believed in Jesus, that you're not really saved. I didn't say that lightly. I didn't even want to say it, but I got to do my job, so I'm going to say it. So I just want to end letting you know. I hope you know how much it costs Jesus to give you the Holy Spirit, to give me the Holy Spirit you are saved and you get the Holy Spirit when you believe in Jesus everybody say believe in Jesus. believe in Jesus but guys listen if we are not careful we will make that mean next to nothing if we say oh I believe in Jesus we can say like I believe he existed I believe he is a good teacher I believe he's one of many good religions that's not enough until you are able to see wow Jesus on the cross should have been me. Jesus died in my place, so I didn't have to die. Apart from Jesus, I would be in hell, rotting. Until you are able to accept that, that on the one hand, you're more sinful than you ever thought, but on the other hand, you're more loved than you ever hoped. Until you're able to accept that, you really don't believe in Jesus. So, so I end with this. Do you know what up man, are you playing, huh, do you know, uh, I was like, where'd Nick go, Then I was like, probably behind me, do you know what it costs, so that Jesus could give you his life-giving spirit, I want to show you one thing before we leave, okay, if you don't know, like, the Holy Spirit, man, when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's like, time stands still, like, and I, it doesn't happen all the time, I don't want you to think that, oh, I never have times where I feel like God's absent, that's not true, But man, when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's like God is tangibly there. You feel how much he loves you. You feel how much he cares about you. You feel how much he's never going to let you down. And Jesus, on the cross, some of his last words, I got to show you them. Because when I saw it, it, it blew my mind. He was sitting there, knowing that he had to die so that we could receive his spirit. And in John 19, 28, he's hanging on the cross. And it says, after this, Jesus... Knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I... Is it up there? Oh, are you kidding me? How want to tell you? Okay. Let me show you. This is what he said. Verse, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, he's hanging on the cross... That the scripture might be fulfilled. He said, I. What? He wasn't just thirsty. That's not what it's saying. You got to understand all throughout the book of John. Water and us getting the living water. He's saying in in that moment, he's on the cross. I have been deprived of every good thing of God. I have been deprived of God's love. I've been deprived of God's compassion. I've been deprived of God's spirit. Why? so that a bunch of children I love could have it. And if you're like, no, he was just physically thirsty. No, you're wrong. Read the Bible. The next verse, it says in verse 30, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his Jesus thirsted so that you didn't have to. Jesus was eternally removed from God so that you could always access him. Do you wanna know if you're saved? Does that do anything to your heart or has it ever? Only when you see Jesus on the cross and you realize, dang, That should have been me, but he died so that I could live in his presence and never question if he loves me, never question if he cares about me, never question if he's going to keep carrying me or if he's going to leave me. No, he's always going to keep carrying you. Until that softens your heart, you'll never have the Holy Spirit. But when it does, you receive him and you realize. So we got to get out of here. Can I pray for you? Will you bow your head? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that when you met that woman at the well and you offered her living water that was your Holy Spirit, God, you offered it to all of us. Let us be humble enough to see that you thirsted so that we didn't have to, that you experienced the ultimate rejection from God so that we could be eternally accepted. Hey, before we leave, I got two questions for you. Here's the first one. If you're in here, you know, like, Pastor G, the truth is I don't even know if I believe in Jesus. I don't even know if I were to die today, if I'd be... With Jesus in heaven or if I'd be in hell, but the truth is, today, I think I do understand that Jesus really took my place. If that's you, you say, okay, today, I believe it. I believe that it should have been me on the cross, but Jesus did it, and I want to put my faith in him. If you're in here, and you say, Pastor G, I want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. On the count of three, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? One, two, three. Awesome. Wave it high so I can see it. Hey. Cool. I see those hands. Now let me ask you one more question. If you're in here and you say, Pastor G, the truth is at one point I was a believer, but I haven't been following God, and I know that I need to get my life right. If you're in here and you say, I need to rededicate my life to God, on the count of three, would you raise your hand? One, two, three. Awesome. 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 Well, put your hand on your heart. Everybody repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Thank you for loving me when I didn't care about you. Thank you for running me down when I was running away. Make me new. And if I fall, give me the grace to get back up. Put people in my path who will lead me towards you. I believe that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.